Hello, beautiful listeners. This is Joanna Dos Santos from Mindful Counseling. Um, I hope you all having a beautiful day and a smiley sunshine kind of a day. Um, that no matter what is going on in your life, I hope you can sort of look past it and allow yourself to enjoy at least something about today. So my topic for today is um, how do we talk to our children about difficult conversations uh, or stressful situations and events and I figured it would be a good conversation based on whether it's the previous current coronavirus um, and of course the protests and whatever other stressful situations you might have in your life. Um, So what do we consider stressful conversations? Anything from work and how we communicate that to our children, partners, uh, even colleagues. School situation, home life, divorce, separation, death. Uh, any health concerns, uh, which seems to be a big one nowadays. Concerns, issues with finances, lack off. Um, many individuals have lost their jobs, took pay cuts, um, and they have to navigate with that. Friendships, loss of friendships, um, new beginnings. And like I said, mostly in a current situation, uh, really the continuation of the coronavirus as well as the protests and um, the Black Lives Matter uh, topics. So with children and to let you know that children receive information All children receive information differently and they feel different and many children have a lot of questions, questions that sometimes they are not quite sure how to ask. So I think nowadays they have the technology, the computers and all of that to give them the answers. However, it may not be necessarily the same as it would be a conversation or an answer coming from their loved one. So how do we approach a conversation that may not necessarily be your usual norm? What I usually suggest is uh, using the I statements. I think they speak power and in some ways control and ability to not uh, approach someone by criticizing or judging. Ask questions. I always say, no matter what topic you are discussing, if you don't know much about it, educate yourself about it. Ask questions. Be curious. There's nothing wrong with asking questions. Listen actively. And that, all these things really pertain towards all of us, children and adults. But the main reason for this podcast is how do we approach this conversation with children? So listening actively, I think it's very important to listen, not just listen so that we can answer, but listen by understanding and really hearing what the other person is saying. Tone, tone matters a lot when it comes to difficult conversations. If I raise my voice, I may come off as arrogant or uh, selfish And if my tone settles down a little bit and slows down, I might show an interest and commonality 
Body language. Body speaks. We may not think so, but it sure does. It's the way we hold our hands. If we sit or stand, I always say when it comes to talking to smaller children, bend down or kneel down to their level. There needs to be an actual eye contact. Not from top to bottom, it needs to be eye level. So that way the child sees how important it is um, that you're talking to them eye to eye. Provide specific examples for children, teenagers, on what you know, what you don't know, what experiences you may have had, positive and negative. Try to look at it from both sides. What's also important is when it comes to difficult and stressful situations, conversations, so it's important to end with a positive um, conclusion. Uh, there's a quote, and I always say, adapting the right attitude can convert a negative stress into a positive one. We all have questions. We all need answers. We try to find the answers because it provides comfort. However, it's always important to educate ourselves and others by looking at things, hopefully, in some of the positive ways. So once again, how do we talk to our children about stressful events? Mind you, this also works for us. Listen. Listen to your children. Encourage them to speak. Validate their feelings. Don't dismiss their fears. We as adults, we, we may be worried and afraid of a lot of things. But because we, we are adults, we utilize our adult brain to find conclusions, to find the answers, to speak to other adults. Children don't have the adult brain yet. They need us to be there for them. Be honest. Be honest about your feelings uh, when you speak to your children. It's okay to let them know that you are upset. It's okay to let them know that you're afraid and worried. If you're concerned about their safety, discuss safety measures. Why do we need to wear masks? Why can't we go to particular locations and places? Why do we have to speak a certain way? It all matters. Of course, with children, just like adults, recognize behavior that may indicate concern. If they're isolating for too long, if they're not talking to you, if they're always presenting sad and or angry, look into it a little bit more. Just ask questions. Not too much. You also don't want to be too pushy. It's okay to speak to your children, know your dialogue and keep it going, but also know when it is important to stop, just like our behaviors. When a child tells you, not now, let them know it's okay and let them know that you will always be there. Welcome their questions. Children have plenty of them, just like we do. Like I said, they just don't know how to ask them. Whenever they do, be there to answer, even if you don't know. 
it's okay to let them know that you may not necessarily know the answer. I'll give you an example. My six-year-old daughter, this is going back to March, April. She, she was having tantrums. She was, she was, she was in a mood. And I know that it's a behavior, something that I have not seen with her, um, more so since COVID began, began. So I remember just isolating myself and her, just taking her and asking what is going on. Now, of course, she's six. She's not quite sure how to necessarily express herself. So I said to her, is she scared? And she said, yes. And then because I asked her, is she scared? Because naturally we're going back to March and April. This is when COVID kind of came out or at least sparked up a little bit. I know I was scared. So naturally I asked her if she's scared. She said, yes. And then I followed up with questions. You know, what is she scared of? What, what worries her? And she was able to use her words as to what is she scared of. And she did say it was the virus. And I had to educate her a little bit on what this virus is, was, why we need to wear masks, why we need to be home, why can't we go back to school and or see our friends. So with the little ones, Keep it brief, simple information that balances facts with appropriate reassurances that it's okay to let them know. It's important to let them know that we as adults are there to help keep them safe and healthy. The older children, um, a lot of them already have more knowledge. They are more vocal, which is great. Um, and all they need is, once again, the reassurance, but also the, the part of being able to separate reality from fantasy, from rumors that may be going on. And of course, the high school, the college, they're becoming a little bit more of the adults, the young adults. They're already getting tons of information through their friends, socializing, socializing and technology, of course. So be honest with them, accurate and factual information is important about current issues, past issues, and also engage them in decision-making um, when it comes to the older children. So difficult topics and how do we talk to children about them? One of the symptoms that children present when it comes to anxiety, and it varies, with the preschoolers, you'll see a lot of thumb sucking, bedwetting. Um, they're very clingy. <laughs> now, I like it when my daughter hugs me and, and touches my legs when she wants me. There's a difference between clinging and wanting. Um, sleep disturbances, big ones. Uh, anxiety shows up in our sleep, lack of sleep, uh, nightmares loss of appetite, fear of the dark, which is quite common for children. However, just be mindful whether it's more or less of it. Regression in behavior, going back to some of the previous behaviors that they may have had while younger. Uh, elementary school children, um, some of the anxiety, the symptoms are irritability. Now, mind you, this is 
this occurs in adults and all of us, aggressiveness, nightmares, school avoidance, poor concentration, not wanting to do certain things, activities, or see their friends. Adolescents, once again, going back into the older, older children, sleeping is an issue, eating disturbances, agitation, increase in conflict, physical complaints are very common. Anxiety a lot of times shows up in our abdomen, stomach aches, diarrhea, headaches, um, primarily the, the head and the stomach area. So be mindful of some of those uh, symptoms. Once again, I know this is primarily children, but some of them do pertain towards adults as well. Now, how to help with the coping, how to help our children when it comes to anxiety, questions, curiosities, answers, and how do we help them cope with some of the issues that may be going on? There's a difference between communicating with them and educating them. However, also what's important is the ability to give them space allow them to explore their likes, focus on the positive. Don't always focus on the negative. Most of the times we'll focus on how bad and our children are behaving. And that's the first thing that we'll go into by notice when they are good, when they are doing something nice and express that to them, how important it is and how nice it looks. Be non-judgmental. That's a big one. This is why a lot of us go into therapy or seek a therapist is because we feel like no matter what we say or whom we say it to, we feel like we are judged. Therapy, like I said, I'm a licensed professional counselor. There's no judgment in a therapeutic office, at least I can speak from my end. What's important is going for a walk, a drive. That's a coping mechanism. The outdoors is important. Backyard, sitting in a chair or a swing, it doesn't matter as long as it's something that you can take from the outside. Um, identify with projects that might help with children. It's the part of um, drawing, using creativity, reading, building blocks, playing, talking, writing. Everybody does things differently. My six-year-old daughter, she likes to grab her small little toys. Uh, they're called uh, Hatchimals. They come in those little eggs. And they don't take a lot of space. And there's many of them. And she uses her creative play um, when she plays with them. And through that, she's expressing feelings and the ability to communicate what she wants. Most importantly, with children, just like adults, offer lots of love and affection who does not like hugs and love? We all do. Sometimes we say we don't like it, but we all need one. Last, I think it's always good to demonstrate deep breathing exercises with children, with adults. Just taking few deep breaths, whether it's in between hours, during stressful moments, Deep breaths allow us to consume, to take in extra oxygen into our brain so that we can produce a more 
relaxing, logical, rational decision-making, and ability to be calm. When we are anxious, stressed, angry, and frustrated, we don't focus on our breathing, and we breathe faster. If we can recognize in a moment and just take a few deep breaths, it provides us with calmness. Use meditation, YouTube nowadays, um, along with many different websites, provide good guided meditations, music, all of that can provide peace. I like yoga, so utilizing some basic yoga exercises are great. I do it with my daughter, the very basic poses, the, the, you can Google them up. Children's poses, children's yoga poses, they're very great. So be mindful when it comes to difficult conversations, stressful conversations and events. It's not only between adults, but it is with children as well. The, I don't want to say it's the worst way, but when we always tell our children things will be better and not to worry... Uh, we're not giving them anything, any answer, because the questions they still will have. We need to let them know that our job is to protect, to take care of them, but allow them to also express themselves to be curious. I love when my daughter has questions, and I, my response to her in a lot of ways is, what does she think? Or why she thinks certain things. I'll give her the answers when I feel like it's appropriate. Or answers that I think she should know. But I allow her to also develop her own mind. And, and even the coping mechanisms. What is it that she would like to do to feel better? If she doesn't know because she's too young. I'll use some exercises. If she likes them, she'll use them. So be mindful. We all have stressful events, difficult conversations, people that we deal with, children too. I know children are not always easy, but this podcast is primarily to focus on how do we communicate with others. Even if we don't want to, even if it's extremely difficult. And yes, most of the time, Stressful situations can bring on difficult conversations, but be open to them. Be curious. Educate yourself. Look at both mindsets, the goods and the bads. What works, what doesn't work. There's nothing wrong with educating yourself and educating others, as well as allow others to educate themselves. So I hope you found this uh, session, this podcast, quite helpful. I hope you did. Until next time, be safe and be well.